Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. 12 days of paddock. <laughs> Plugged early. Yes. Now we started. Hey, under instructions from marketing man Baggers, you said make sure you plug the 12 days of paddock <clears> early. <throat> so we have done. Go and check it out. You can win a PlayStation 5. You're buzzing, aren't you? Fucking am I, Jay. Yeah. Do you know what? It's a good job this table's graphics. got four legs, because it wouldn't no. need one. Hey. Absolutely ripping at the jeans. Steven's buzzing because he's he's little side hustle <laughs> that he's got going on. He don't like to talk about it though, but they've, really got, it, they've but got a big game tomorrow in Salford. About 15 minutes, I'll fill you in. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a nutshell, we had uh, one opponent pull out on us tomorrow. Right. We've got seven games left in the league, right? We're eight <laughs> points clear. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought of Joe. I don't know. I'm really right. excited. All right. I'm really excited. So someone pulled out on us. That yeah. was the crack it's not this the morning. the first time someone's pulled out on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was trying to get us a friendly for tomorrow. United are off, right? What are we going to do, Jay? <laughs> I'm not going into the last weekend of the year with no pissing football. I was wounded. I'd shouted at children. I wasn't happy. To be fair, you shout at children when you're happy. Right, fair. So <laughs> what's going to happen is... Right. We were meant to be playing sixth. I don't even know where they are. So let's say sixth. Right, good research. Us and a, a team from Salford, from that there Salford. God's country. The only fucking team to taste our blood this year, I might add. We're going head to head for the title. They've only got to fucking give us them tomorrow, aren't they? Title right. decider. Right, go on. When is it? Get it out of the way so know. we can it's move tomorrow. on to things that so, I, care I don't know. About. I don't know what time it is. Right, it's we'll tomorrow. Find out. I will find Check. out. He'll put it on his socials. At some point tomorrow. Yeah, afternoon. at some point tomorrow in Salford. It's going down. It's going. It's kick- I'm, I'm a bit torn, mate, because I, I don't know who to support. <laughs> Because you're my mate and that, but I'm from Salford, <laughs> so... I, I just, Listen, if you're in the area, a draw, it'll be free entry. A, a draw, I'm and it's honestly, it. we'll go off like fuck. We've had some serious tussles with these two. And we ain't, lose, we ain't losing tomorrow, so... There you go. If we um, win, we go 11 points clear with six games to go. And by my reckoning, that means you've won the league. We're not far off, hey. are we? You're within two wins of winning it. Then. Yeah, you are, aren't you? 
Hey, so there you go. Check it out. De La Salle versus Stratford I'm wooded Paddock. up, Jay. I can't wait. He is. I can see from under the table. He's absolutely... <laughs> he's excited out of his mind. Uh, get involved in the comments. Let us know about Manchester United stuff as well, because we're going to get to that. Because you've got Cavani go to Barca, Marshall go to Juve, Ilanga, McKenna, Eric Steele, Jerome Klein, whoever he is, Frank Kesse and Donny van der Beek. I think, I think I've covered Where's it Where's Donny going? Um, oh, that's a, I'll get to that in a bit. Oh, okay. Um, I shed a tear about Cavani. What might have been, mate? He he was nailed on to be a cult hero here, wasn't he? Can I ask you a question, uh, Can I ask you a question? Why are we talking about modern fucking football? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, right? If you had to pick... Oh, here we go. I know where this is This going. came in the... This came, right? Brian in, McClare. The, in the members... No, it's not. In the it members' Q&A... over Brian McClare. Right, okay, good lad. But in the members' Q&A, this came up, and I had to answer it, because Maka, he's not really interested. Um, <laughs> who was your unsung hero of the 1991 Cutman's Cup run. So you can't say my shoes. Not that you'd I say that. I think Paul Ince, as much oh, as we all hate him now. Shout out, bro. As much as we all hate him now. That's the guy, shout. The guy had a fucking leg sliced open against Montpellier. shout. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, do you know what? I, do you know who I said? I said your pal, Clayton. I know you were going to say I that. You've got a soft spot for him because he's just... shit. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, not... He also filled in in 13 different positions. He filled in in 13 positions, right? Even at the peak of his Manchester United career, he still looked like he just staggered out of a pub in Cardiff, right? Do you know why? Yeah. Because he probably just staggered out of a pub he's in Cardiff. He's a big lad, in here, And I like that about him. He is now. He is yeah. now. Yeah. He wasn't he quite... Was he wasn't... Pretty skinny, really. Skinny, really? Nah, I mean, that's being kind. Um, also, like, he likes a free kick. He play anywhere. Goal line clearance. What more do you want, man? Come on. I mean, I know home now we look grown. at... Yeah, homegrown. Even with that accent. Yeah. Now we look at Clayton Blackmore, and he's, he's lighting in between, isn't he? Because he's not quite the Fergie era, and he's not full-on Atkinson. He's, he's like... He's almost a bit of Fergie and almost a bit of Atkinson. I mean, I know he is because the games he's, he played. He's a homegrown lad that's worked at a club, heavily involved in Mason Greenwood's development coming through the 16s and early 18s. <laughs> Really? He Hev- heavily involved in what way? Oh, like he's involved. He, he, he let Mason Greenwood play in his team. A really good finish, that lad. <laughs> Fucking love this. <laughs> what do you reckon of this Greenwood lad, Clayton? Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> oh, you've seen my interview with him, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, lad. That was one. Uh, listen, we love Clayton Blackwell, but it was like that one, that interview. Worst it? interview ever done. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> There's nothing worse when someone gives you one one word answers. Just moody. I mean, right. moody. If, you if you ain't seen it, no, because he was in a great mood. Yeah, he, he was, was going to play like, golf because he loves a bit of golf. You right? get on with him. He would be on the camera. So, I mean, there's a series. Them two boring dickheads go and play golf together. Might make something interesting. Between there's a great them. series that will not be on this channel. Go Sound. on. So, <laughs> this, so, Mason's just broke through. This is like. because of you, baggers. You're lovely. Two years ago. Might be two years ago. I've done a, I've done a fucking uh, warm down with him. I'm like, Clayton, obviously just left. I think he just left. So how long is your warm? Because your warm down was pretty like comprehensive, wasn't it? Like an hour. I did a couple of Yeah. Them. Like we didn't mess it up. It might have been half an hour, which is killing me. Yeah. Do you know why? Because it's only me talking. And it was like, Clayton, Mason Green was just broke into the first team with people talking about him being a generational talent. He's got more than a goal a game. You know, nearly in a goal, and, uh, nearly an assist every single game. Brilliant uh, prospect coming through the academy. You must be so proud of him. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Did you know early doors? He was going to be as good as he is. I mean, he's he's skillful. He's he's two footed. He's scoring goals. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> to be fair, to you know, Stephen, it's not the first time you've done a warm down like that. <laughs> Brutal. 
Br- the only thing that could have been worse is it could have been live. I don't know, oh, mate, can <laughs> you imagine? Like, you're fucking killing me. No, come on, give me some <laughs> I wouldn't mind, right? I don't get it because he's done a lot of media stuff. He has. Right? When I was in radio, we had him on the radio. So he knows the game. It's also, I could go and get a spice addict to come on here and talk about Mason Greenwood for 20 minutes. It's like, it's a tapping. Right? He scores loads of goals. He's so excited. Everyone's talking about him. It's so easy. And yet, just like, mm, yeah, yeah, all right. There's nothing worse than that, man, when you're trying to fill that dead air as well. Uh, we've got quite a few super chats. Uh, Christian Shea says, year membership, I was a member of the first team, 30 months. Year membership anniversary, I've been watching since full-time Devil Days. Thanks for all the content. It's really helped during COVID and back during my deployment. Is that one of your mates? Is that what that means? Mm-hmm. Christian Shea, back during my deployment. Is that an army term or well, it is but it doesn't necessarily mean that let us know Christian what that means have you been are you part of his tribe uh, Joe McGrath saying I've just seen that tiger of potters what he's just seen yeah has he seen Jason Manford is that what that is it's a Phoenix Knights reference uh, King Eric Cantona of Mancunia he said this this morning on my, on my news that you didn't watch um, that, not that I'm bitter and angry that you went live at the same time as me and took all my viewers despite the fact you own a lot of this channel. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> Not that we're going to have this conversation now. <laughs> King Eric Cantona of Mancunia says, as I always say, when the seagulls follow the trawler, it is because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. This applies to everything. Fair enough. Um, Derek Best. He, this does, is a good, he does say that. He does. Um, Thank you. Who, right, this, uh, Derek Best has been a member of the Academy for 30 months. Also, though, the seagulls. Yeah, you do it better than I do. Go on. Follow the troller because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. See, you've got the Thank advantage you. though because you've met him, you've sat with him, you've basked in I've his greatness, you've smelt him. Oh, I cuddled what? him, put my head in the center of his chest and cuddled him like he was that's a grandparent. Man, that's elite, that. I, I don't know if I could do an interview with him. I think I, he's one of the few I'd be too. Oh, yeah, like sweat about four, four, four litres, I reckon. Oh, man, he's <laughs> such a god, isn't he? He's not a man. He's kind of now. Derek Best, who's been a member of the Academy 30 months, this could question this. Who would you rather have, Prime Cavani or Falcao? Prime Falcao was, what, a year, maybe? He just hit, like, a rail, didn't he, in a year when he was unreal. Unplayable. Mm. Cavani's prime might have lasted longer. Yeah? I think because of the work rate, Falcao was a finisher. He was a fox in a box. Yeah. There's a bit more to Cavani, I think. Yeah. Cavani can do things that Falcao... Yeah, you're right. He played 10 years ago. Mate. Because he's such a, a typical cult figure, isn't he? Everything about him that you can like. Scores goals. Why'd you go to Paris for 10 years? I, I know, was man, Paris. Right, yeah. It was a long time. It was it? like... just play. I don't mind. He was always Dickhead. second fiddle to people as well. Like, yeah. I was Latin or Mbappe or whatever. Did you no. not hear the song we did for you? Yeah. We made ABBA popular. That's what I mean. Who'd even heard of them before that? And do you know what, as well? I prefer the new one. The new one he's got um, is even better. Um, Uruguay. Yeah, I love that chant. And I don't often say that about United Chants. Uh, I've been at Verma says, he's kind of now a hugger. Yeah, he hugged me back, yeah. Yeah. Who's, he's okay who's better to be around, just to be around, Eric or Patrice? Patrice spoke to me more. Because yeah. <laughs> I met Patrice the other week for the first time. Cantona doesn't really talk, does he? He's not mint. a chatter. Yeah. He, he's, 
he's very measured, isn't he? Yeah. So he's what he's taking it all in. Yeah. And it will drop a I don't know, that's fucking Joe Smith. He went for a fucking beer with him, didn't he? I know, it's mad that, isn't it? He went for a beer, didn't he take any pictures or put any on his social? Yeah, we got a text off him saying, um, I've just been for lunch and beers with Cantona. I'm like, yeah. die. Yeah. Tonight. Uh, Jay and Steve <laughs> left the group. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that group chat went down. Prick. Dickhead. <laughs> we both left. <laughs> Didn't speak to him for a month. <laughs> um, Dean B, 1980. Hey, lads, we have to thank Cavani for removing Owen's curse. Do you think he has removed the yeah. seven curse? I can absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Because before him, I mean, our number sevens between, is it between Ronnie and him? What? And, and, and just stream of rubbishness. What, oh, that have ended it? No, the, between Cavani and Ronnie, is it with all of them rubbish? It's basically Ronaldo. Yeah, which is obviously a river elite. of shit. That's what I'm saying. And then Cavani. Cavani Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was. It was Cavani Owen. needed to remove the curse because yeah. Ronaldo couldn't wear it after a scouse had been. No. Wearing it. And also, it's a bit like two Bob and it, we've had to get oh, Ronaldo back. couldn't wear it. Either. Yeah, because it so, was. Was it Owen? Was Owen the first? Yeah, Owen was the first because I threw up. Yeah. Owen, it wasn't, it wasn't Owen Memphis, was it? Valencia. Valencia. No, Valencia, not after. Was it was Owen? It straight to Valencia. Owen, Valencia. Di Maria. Di Maria, Jesus Memphis. wept. Memphis. Sanchez? Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> what? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah 100%. I've just old old my, Alexis. Yeah, I've just broken my thing as well, sorry for swearing. Uh, Caleb Deterley says, Steve, are you disappointed that Saul didn't light up the Prem? Was it him or the system he's playing for, or playing in, sorry, for his recent underwhelming performances? That's, I wanted to ask you this last night because I saw your mate, Cam Waters, saying he could go back to, well, we can send him back to Atletico. And I wondered what you made of that. Chelsea fans saying send the buggers back. <laughs> well, I never. <laughs> uh, first thing, one, I knew he was going to be shit. I just like him. Right, okay. Two. That's the most Stephen Housen <laughs> sentence I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. If you ever want to know what he's about, there you go. I knew he's going to be shit, but I just like him. Yeah. And no one's gonna I told you all, opinion. if he comes to United, he's guaranteed to be shit, right? But I just like him. I like the attitude he has. I like a lot about him, right? Yeah, but, no, you know, that's what, fair enough. So it's what, part of your right? charm. Um, he's also got like, we went through this yesterday. I can't remember who we went through. It might have been with Ronaldo. Me and Ronaldo was talking about Chelsea's midfield. And I was like, I think Ross Barkley probably fucking starts for us. He came on last night. And then you think Kovacic, Kante, Jorginho. You look at the level of midfielder Chelsea have got. He's up against some serious fucking talent. He'd have come in and looked at McTominay, looked at Fred and gone, my first choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even as shit as he's been, mm. just saying. Well, if he'd come in, he'd have played, wouldn't he? I'm just saying. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I still think, like, I think Chelsea have got, obviously, you know, a very strong midfield, but I just think it's all about Kante, mate. I think once you take him out of that team, they are struggling. Yeah. And I think it's becoming, you know, it's showing already. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just so... They in a way, four in nine, I think, haven't they? Yeah, and like, he's just so good. He's so important to them. And all the success they've had over the last sort of, since he signed, he's been a, a massive part of it. Hugely. The champ they don't get near that Champions League without him. They don't win the title they won without him. So I know they've had success before, but I mean, since he arrived, That's he the thing massive. is that Chelsea have rinsed through millions of managers, but they've yeah. always had like an Hazard yeah. um, or even like Euresians and... and, and a good of, spine, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, like they've had some serious... Costa and in there. Terry, yeah. obviously, though we ate him. You know. Carvalho, you say? Thought so. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah Carvalho and then... Uh, was that other David Luiz. Ivanovic. Yeah, that's the one. Um, like, they've, they've had some serious players out all the time, so... A good manager is going to get a, a tune yeah. out of them. And, but do you know what? 
a good manager given a bit of time might have got a better tune. Do you, do you rate Tuchel as, as highly as everyone else does? <coughs> I, I think he's very thing, good. I have this thing that I think he's been overrated a bit because I think like everyone's now puts him in the same bracket as Guardiola in the clock because he won the Champions League. And because for a little spell, he had Chelsea top of the league. And I was like, too cool. He's elite. Well, what did and he I do? Think, mm. Realistically, what did he do? He came in. Lampard was clearly a bad manager. Yeah. And he was having Agreed. them really underperforming in where they should have been. Because that squad was still top. Yeah. Um, and the problem with... And it's not necessarily a Lampard issue, really. Because he what's, what's a manager's job to do? To pick a team that yeah. limits the opposition chances and yeah. maximise your chances in front of goal. Then it's on the individual players that you've selected yeah. and it's your job to keep them motivated and keep selecting the right ones. Yeah. But it's on the players that you've selected then to put the fucking ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Now, when you're twatting teams on expected goals, yeah. that means you are creating the chances and you're limiting the chances at the other end. They also had Mendy who went through like a, a, some sort of Spider-Man level shit yeah. where he was just saving anything that went near him. Um, quite possibly overtook everyone and became the best goalkeeper in the world in the last year. Yeah. Um, but they weren't really putting the ball in the back of the net. He had a bit more of an adventurous system, switched it up a little bit, started scoring more goals. But when he came in, what he did was make him mean. Yeah. Because if you're like, think about it, you go, what's our problem? We're not scoring loads of goals. Okay, are we conceding goals? Yeah, we are conceding goals. Well, I can fix us conceding goals, which means we'll win a higher percentage of games if we concede no goals. Yeah, which is what he did, didn't he? Yeah. Like their record at one point was like, so you've got to like give him some credit for that. Well, you've got to give him a lot of credit for that because it's not well, easy. A far it's easy down the season. To, it's easy to sort of say, oh, we'll just make us harder to fucking concede. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a difference between actually doing that. So you've got to give him some credit for that. He brought in a style and an identity. And ultimately, though, they're now having a similar run of form as they had under Lampard. Yeah. The players have kind of reverted to type a little bit. We'll see what he's made of now. Because um, I don't think he's going to get the bullet. But it's Abramovich, so who knows? Yeah. So we'll see what he's made of now. And we'll see where they finish in the end of the season. They should finish top three based on the squad that they've got, though. 100%. I'm just, I watched them last night. Um, Shite. Yeah, they were poor. And, and that was... No, I like Ben Godfrey. I think yeah. he's a future... I think he's a future United player, to be honest. Nah, okay. I think he's fucking class. Playing at middle left wing back, though. No mass. No. He was fucking <laughs> turd. <laughs> yeah, so that says it all. I mean, they, they were... Okay, you win games, you win games, but they kind of did a bit of a smash and grab against Leeds, didn't they? Was it three penalties and a 95th minute winner? They'd also had a bad run where they dropped a load of points. Um, lost to, I think, was it West Ham? Dropped a few other points as well. And then you think, okay, now they're going to come out of it. Everton at home, don't get much easier than that. And they draw. So, bad times. Uh, I've been at Verma. I was watching the Hayes old videos. His skills with the ball at his feet was mint. What do you think went wrong? Who? David De Gea. It could be... I mean, you mentioned Eric Steele going. He's only mm. just gone. I thought he went ages ago. No, no, no. You got no, Emiliano no, no, in, didn't no, no, they, for a the, bit? The, that the... absolute fucking dipped in Oh, bro, he was having a right go. One of your... Um... Oh, no, Eric Steele's just been commenting on for the uh, hair. He said, he can hit a 40-yard ball more accurately than Maguire and Lindelof. I looked at some of his clips from his second year recently. His distribution was incredible. So he's praising him there. Um... Yeah, so I knew you'd mentioned Eric Steele a second oh, there's ago. A bit more, I, there's a bit more of a quote here, but go De, on, I'll get to the quote in a minute. form was at its best under Eric Steele. Yeah. But Eric Steele's like 70, I think. He's like, he ain't gonna He ain't going to be coming back and fucking lacing up a pair of gloves and, and getting in the mix and coaching him now. I think there was a bit of a problem with that Emiliano... Oh, he spat his dummy out at Alvarez, didn't he? He said, he, said he, um, he, he, he left, and he, what he basically said was that when the contract negotiations were going on, Ollie was in his ear saying can you have a word with David De Gea, get him to sign a new deal? He's then saying David De Gea sacked his agent and Alvarez was like, I don't think that he should have done that. That's not really loyal. And then he said that 
um, David Haye basically went behind his back and signed a new deal without telling him he was going to do it. He didn't obviously didn't feel he got the reward that he should have got. Maybe he should felt he should have got a, bit, a pay rise or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't get it. He says he left. I think the club say they got rid of him, but he said he, he walked out because he was unhappy with David De Gea. And then he's thrown a bit of shade at him, calling him a traitor and all this. It's all got a bit well nasty. I'll tell you what. I never spoke to him. Yeah. I saw him a lot though when we were on tour. He, Alvarez. Alvarez, yeah. yeah. So um, in the Singapore, we was in the players' hotel. Macro um, had managed to bag a, a room in a players' hotel. We were on a scumbag floor while they were up in the clouds. Yeah. Um, but so you, did the, you did the right thing, didn't you? And tried to get in the clouds. Obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so we'd be like hanging out in the lobby, um, you know, go and get some Wi-Fi somewhere, so speak to the missus, FaceTime the Bambino and all that sort of stuff. And Alvarez is walking around in the tightest sports way you've ever seen. Really? Just, and it, hotel lobbies are very mirrored, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Mate, he was fucking having himself. <laughs> was it? Yeah, he might have whipped it out in there and just fucking had a play. Honestly, really? he was on the phone and he just, you just think, mate, have one night off. Yeah, yeah just whatever. every bird who walked past, I like just oh, proper chocolate. Relax your yeah, fucking self, like, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know what his goalkeeping's like. Yeah. But I just got pure douche vibes looking at him. Really? And he's acted like a bit of a douche, to be fair. Mm. Um, Eric Steele, who isn't a douche, went on to say, it's sad to have that taken away because it was part of the reason we bought him. We wanted a young Edward Van der Sar. Eric Steele pushed for him, didn't he? Yeah, that's, I mean, fair play to him because that was a massive gamble going for a 20-year-old hey, or 20 so keeper. Go on. Joe, the greatest goalkeeper is, I think, in the last 30 years. Let's statistically. Let's see. I mean, okay. In the last the 29 second. years. All right, good lad, good lad. Well done. Um... I mean, I, I'm going to say Van der Sar. It's obviously not going to be Van der Sar, is no, it? No, it is, yeah. Statistically, yeah. Well, that is what I've been saying. So anyone that listens and people go, you're just saying that because you don't like Peter Schmeichel because you can't win in front of United fans at the Derby when City Beatles. No, uh, Van der Sar, for me, is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen for anyone. And I, I'm not just saying that because of whatever's gone on with Schmeichel. Uh, I firmly believe that. Look at, the, look at the positioning of Edwin Van der Sar. It was elite. Uh, King Eric Cantona of Mancunia, while you're looking for that, says... Steve, can you shed some light on that Bitcoin FC? What's all that about? Oh, Brentford... Rebel, Rebel, we've got Brentford what? Brentford... I have no idea what this is. Yeah, so there's a team in Brentford that are uh, like about two leagues above us. When you say us, you mean Paddock FC. Paddock FC, which is us. We're on Shrek for Paddock. I think we can call it Paddock FC. We oh, is it a part of this now? Is we it? have a yeah, football team. Upstairs, Jay. it was you and them a minute ago <laughs> to me. <laughs> they are called... So Pete McLasso, Pete McCormack... Um, they are called Real Bedford or Real Bedford, I assume it's probably right, okay. Yeah, it. yeah, nice. um, it's a pirate badge, obviously. Um, so they are in the equivalent of the Northwest Counties, but for the Bedford South Shire. Midlands. Oh, the South Midlands. South Midlands. Oh, yeah, okay. Sure where Bedford is? Is it? Is it South Midlands? Bedford? I always thought it was like North London. Right. Well, that's the South Midlands. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? I thought it was closer to London. Oh, I thought it was Birmingham. like bottom left of Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the yeah. northwest of England. Is it not like head. a little bit of a buffer? Like a little, do you know what I mean? A, a I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, who cares? So, um, so Stratford Paddock are in level 13 of English football, right? you got to go all the way down. Yeah. These fuckers are in level 10 of English football, which right. is South Midlands League Division 1. Yeah. Then you've got South Midlands League Division Prem, uh, Southern Central Division 1, Southern Central Prem, National League South, National League, League 2, League 1, Championship Premier League. Right. He's... Some some Bitcoin millionaire, possibly billionaire, because who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah. Right, has took over a team in Bedford, renamed them Real Bedford, made Pirates their logo, or like Skull and Crossbones their logo, and he's like, right, Premier League in ten years. There's no fucking way he's doing that in ten years. By the way, 
but I reckon he probably gets four or five instant promotions. You do anything at that level, you yeah. can fly up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's throwing loads of money at this basically this little team in Bedford. Yeah. And he's gonna is Bitcoin his how he's made his money or I don't know. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, Surav Mukherjee says, "Is there a possibility that we may need another rebuild process? Yeah. I mean, with a big season ahead and too many changes, may impact our aspirations. Are we? Do we? Do we need that? I don't think it's a full rebuild, but like if Cavani goes, you're getting rid of Tony Marshall. You're probably going to look to bring in a striker. I would think, even if it's someone that's just a different mold to what you've got a little bit. Ronaldo's going to be gone in." At, at the most, they'll be gone in two years, right? Yeah. It could be the end of next season. Could be fucking this summer, really, couldn't it? Let's yeah, we don't know, do it. We have no idea. He might go, I'm going to be, I doubt it, but someone like America might go, here's a million pound a day, come and play for us. Mm, okay. All right, then, sack <laughs> it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I doubt it, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility. No, I, 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 who the fuck knows is the answer. Yeah. Um, you think... The defence could need a little bit of a tweak, especially if whoever comes in. <laughs> Honestly, I would stop taking bets on Ragnit recommending himself because I reckon he's let the car out of the bag on that one, hasn't he? Yeah. He's going to get all the way up to me and he's going to be like, right, well. I've made a shortlist yeah. of managers who I think... Ralph, what's your short, who's on your shortlist? Me. All oh, right. Uh, have you looked at anyone else, Ralph? Yeah, I did. Um, uh, but I went with me. All right, okay. <laughs> so... Um, it's a fat lad off that YouTube <laughs> channel. All right, you it is. <laughs> I want odds on you. Remember there's odds on Andy Tate? Come on, we've got to be able to get odds on you. We've got odds on Andy Tate. It's not that... Let me that... win the league. I want to win the league first. Right, right. I'll put a statement yeah, out. I saw a burst call looking for a manager. I'd like to distance myself from that at the moment. It's a project I'm working on. I'm very happy. Thank you. <laughs> Just for the urine, it Got will me. boil. Um... <laughs> Van der Sar was a top goalie, but knew it in his prime was one level above. No. Says um, Vassal no, Berkic. You, you, you watch too many highlights. Neuer was an absolute fucking clangor waiting to happen. Yeah. He was an excellent shot stopper, but made so many fucking errors. Van der Sar, you didn't really know what Van der Sar was about because you never saw him. He wasn't for the spectacular very often, although he could do it, because his positioning was so good. Was he amazing. read it. He, he saw amazing. where the ball was going to go. If you look at the amount of times Van der Sar makes a save and the ball's right in his like... He goes right yeah. at him. No, one. No, he's moved because he's anticipated it. Whereas you look like now, he's like the opposite mm -hmm. of Aaron Ramsdale. I swear to God, you could pass it back to Aaron Ramsdale and he'll run out of the way and then dive into the ball, make it, try to make it spectacular. And then you'll get these People moronic Arsenal fans going, he's not human. I saw that all he's not human stuff. Uh. But when he played at Old Trafford, honestly, I didn't think he was human. <laughs> I thought he looked like a traffic cone. Yeah, exactly. When Ronaldo put it straight down the middle of the goal, he actually dived out of the way of it. Not so yet. yeah, he's not human. He ain't human. Um, I wanted to ask you about Andy Marshall because you've been quite critical of him over the last couple of years. What? Well, I know it's beyond the it seems beyond the realms of possibility that you criticise anyone, Stephen. But you've never I don't really think you've never like there was a time like when all of us were like, yeah, Marshall banging in goals, yeah, appreciate that stuff. But you've always questioned him. I think you've questioned him for a long time about just the little things that you pick up on. And you're not alone to be fair, but playing the ball not into not into someone's oh, run. Do you know, you know when someone like someone's running you know, you play the ball into their stride. He tends to play either into feet, which when you're running isn't always great, or, and Joy does or that. almost behind. Joy does that to get it back. Right, right. And that's the opposite of a team player yeah. for me. If I'm me and you're running forward, yeah. I'm going to play it to your heels. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're like, fuck. Got to check you on a little bit. And then yeah. you're going to play me. Yeah, back that's in. the only option, really, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to keep possession. Um, and that's why, I don't know if that's why he does it, but it's a consequence of, of what he does. And it's, uh, it used to wind me up when people go, his hold up plays elite. And you know, you haven't got a fucking clue what you're talking about. I still see that now. I still see the argument because, and one thing that annoys me is, right, it looks like Marshall's going to go. The reason we're talking about him, it looks like he's going to go to Juve. Now, you've got a player in that, Marcus Rashford, for example, who isn't going anywhere. 
who is staying, who will run through brick walls for you. You've got a player who more than likely will not be a Manchester United player in a month. And yet, there's a big section of our fan base out there who seems to want to aim their guns at the kid who's staying and who'll give you everything and who'll try his hardest for you and who's still going to be a Manchester United player. Rather than, I'm not saying you have to criticise him myself, right, he's going all right, fair enough. Let's maybe get behind the players we've got. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you how great Martial is and how Marcus Rashford needs to go and jump in a fire. Do you know what, like, it is? what is that about? Because I don't people, get it. People watch too many highlights of games and, and aren't watching enough of the game. And they're following the ball. Each player's only on the ball for three minutes at a time yeah. in a game, right? 87 minutes, you're going to be without the ball. So what you do off the ball is way more important. What okay. you do on the ball is ego, right? Yeah. Now, great players are obviously going to impact the game fantastically. And, you know, uh, a, a Messi, a Ronaldo, a, a Paul Scholes, someone like that is going to really impact the game with their three minutes. And they're going to move the ball forward. They're going to try things that are dangerous. And they're going to put the ball into areas. And they're going to do things that other people can't fucking do, like Steven Gerrard, right? Okay. You're going to... What you do off the ball, though, now, Paul Scholes wasn't an elite midfielder because of what he did on the ball alone. What he did on the ball alone was impacted by the positions that he would take up, the little drop of... Like, I can tell you a Scholesy move without him touching the ball. So he plays in the ball, steps towards it, and then runs the other way. He ain't touched the ball, and you've just been fucking sent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what you do without touching the ball is enormous. And Jesse Lingard was underrated for a lot by a lot of people. Because he only really had off the ball. His on the ball was ordinary as hell. He was very good for showing for it, wasn't he? He was always available. He yeah. always wanted the ball. He was, was, was always an option for you. Like when you look at our attacking play, when Jesse had that 18 months where he was banging in goals and assists and you know got himself as a, into the England team as a regular. Look at the amount of times he's an option for someone. Yeah. You're looking for someone to pass to. Jesse's there all the time. Marcus is doing runs that yeah. aren't picked up by TV. Yeah, they're they're not picked up from some of the weird camera angles that you get on TV. Um, in person in the stadium you'll see these runs that he's making constantly that was what Ralph Ragnick came in um, Ronaldo and Marcus were making runs in his first game and he said I'll stop counting at half time but you missed three and you missed one and they weren't talking about missed passes that they tried and went somewhere else they're talking about when someone was on yeah. and they did not play that I ball. saw that a few times <clears throat> I saw that. and like listen you know there's nothing wrong with say questioning and criticising Marcus I don't think he's having a particularly great season since he's come back and I definitely expect more from him but I don't think that I don't buy into this idea that you know we're letting the wrong player go, and I see a lot of that, and I think like, and I think for starters, if someone doesn't want to be here, doesn't want to be here, someone doesn't want to fight for their place, then they're not gonna. There's no point in trying to convince him. Anthony Martial's been here now for six years. And if he doesn't want to stay and fight, and he's done it in the past when we brought in Sanchez, he fought for his place and he got it back. Fair play to the kid, because that's what I was one of the ones that said he needs to do that, and he did it. But now he's going. I don't know. It's not for me. You've also got Andy Alanga who's in the conversation. And I just feel like. If Martial's going to go, and you know we've spoken about this many times, he go to Juve or go somewhere, he could probably do well. I'm not saying he can't. You know, Memphis departed well at Leon. He's an elite finisher. No, he's an elite finisher. Yeah, and and that's the the problem is when people watch him, they'll watch him on the ball, or they'll go to YouTube and type Anthony Martial uh, goals and assists or something. Sorry, Alex, can you grab this for us? I, I want. I, I don't know who it is, and I think it might be important. Let me just answer it actually. Put it on him. Put 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 it on a single on me while Steve. Gets his takeaway order sorted. Right, I want to talk about it. It's Jason Albert Hessian has just said, Jay, big fan, love the channel. I've just seen on AT AFTV, and this is one of the few times I'll ever mention them on air, on Facebook, that they asked everyone, would you take Greenwood at Arsenal? I'm fuming with them for even mentioning his name. Up the paddock. I tweeted something about this, bro, because I saw like this, I think I saw it on Twitter, not on Facebook. Um, 
I love the way you've walked that way around behind me instead of going that way where there isn't. How many times you? How long have you been doing this for? Um, where they were talking about Mason Greenwood and would, would you take him at Arsenal? And I think Arsenal fans have got this weird obsession with Mason Greenwood. They talk about him a lot. Now, whenever I see like, say Martinelli or who you know was on Shroud United and basically just didn't work out, or Sakharu's a good player, or Smith Rowe's a good young player, or whoever, they get a goal or they do something well. I always see Arsenal fans tweeting or commenting, excuse me, Mason Greenwood step outside, Mason Greenwood, uh, Mason Greenwood, Saka scores for England, Mason Greenwood's got more goals than, than uh, sorry, Saka's got more goals than Greenwood's got caps. It's like they're just obsessed with Greenwood and I don't get it. I don't know why they're always looking at it. Because I'll tell you now, right, if Mason Greenwood scores a goal, I don't think about Martinelli or Saka or Smith Rowe. I don't think, oh, Smith Rowe step outside. It wouldn't even come into my mind, that sort of thought. I just think, oh, Mason Greenwood's scoring yet another goal because that's what he does. Yet there's this weird little obsession that Arsenal fans have got with Greenwood. And I think it's like they're always trying to have sort of have these weird little digs or try to undermine him or try to make out like that their young players are somehow superior to him. And I think that the sort of justification for it and the things that I see, especially with the England situation where they'll go, you know, Saka plays all the time for England, da, da, da. It's just weird and it's deluded. I think if you're going to be honest about this and just objective, and yes, I'm a United fan, but I can still look at United players objectively. And I think that for me, Mason Greenwood is an absolute generational talent. Mason Greenwood is someone who, since he's put on a red shirt, is just banging goals at every single level. And some of the goals he scored at Manchester United, if you look at the goals, look at the nature of those goals, they're not tappings. They're not goals where you go, you expect him to score. He scored left foot and right footed goals, which have been difficult chances. Even this season, you know, you look back to, I think it was the opener against Leeds, I think it was. He gets a great ball by Paul Pogba for, for, for starters, but... It's a difficult chance, and that is typical Mason Greenwood. He makes it look easy, and it isn't. And he's he's capable of doing that. You look at his goal this season again against Leicester. Fantastic finish. He's he's always capable of put, producing these goals and produces these finishes. These finishes, sorry. And I think he's just his overall play as well. When he's got the ball, he's got that ability, left foot, right foot, to go past players. He's just a, a ridiculously good talent. And I keep seeing this thing popping up with with Arsenal fans of trying to. Just have a have a weird dig, and now like, oh, would you take him? So you can argue that, well, that's not a dig, that's a question. Why are you asking that question? They're not stupid what they do there. They, they, I know they might come across as stupid, but they're not. They're buying into that narrative. They know what sort of it's going to generate. You're going to get a load of Arsenal fans going, oh no, we don't need him when we've got Smith Rowe, we've got Martinelli, or we've got Saka, and all this other drivel, and having another dig at Mason Greenwood. And I'm just not having it because it's just it's it's ridiculous, and it just shows if you think if you genuinely believe, and you get in the comments, get on with it. You genuinely believe, uh, believe Arsenal have got a better young player than Mason Greenwood or that Mason Greenwood doesn't walk into that team and instantly become their most gifted player, then you're an idiot. Well done, John. Holding a four down on your own. Jory, it's like, right? You've seen the paddock van, right? Yeah. I'm driving at the moment. Yeah. It's a, a 2008 silver bipper. Nice. Peugeot. Yeah. Fucked. Quality. Definitely get carbon monoxide poisoning driving it. Standard. It's like me going. It's part of the spec. Might like going, don't want a Lamborghini. Somebody got a small boot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just so weird, bro. It just does my Like, I just don't get it. Like, this weird, sure it is. This is exactly like obsession. during the fucking most Salad United rumors came about. You yeah. just go, listen, fuck off. Yeah. We're not, we're, and also. Guess what? Not even entertaining yeah. it, you fucking And then you get all the scouts going, oh, they're looking, they wish, yeah, we'd have more Salad, but we're not in for him. We don't think we're going to get him. And it's just not. 
not going to happen. It's just nonsense. Uh, Peter Kelly says, what about Ars- Arsenal? He's, he's joining in on this. Supposedly looking about Greenwood, lol. Two, since there's no game this weekend, what about watch long for the 91 Cup Winners Cup final? We are going to do that, me and Steve, and members of that team. That's all I'm going to say to you. Um, Abinav Verma says, is Tuchel a possibility with Chelsea's recent form? I mean, I think he means uh, United in the summer, I'm guessing he's saying. Well, if he fails with that Chelsea team, why do you want to bring him in with an inferior would, team? Would you? No, you wouldn't then. Let's say, for example, that Abramovich goes, at the end of the season, Chelsea finish third. They don't win anything. Abramovich goes, nah. But then Radnick the goes, I know this kid. He could come here, work with me, do a good job. And also, he's not been a failure at Chelsea. He won yeah. the Champions League. He's just not continued that. It depends on the circumstances that he gets the bullet in. Yep. If they, they finish third, but Abramovich wants them to win the league. Well, yeah, maybe we'll look at him for that. But if it's like they came eighth, well, no. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Uh, Brandon Reisner says, I feel like the Donny we brought could be brought back to life with bringing in Ten Hag and some other young players could improve drastically. I want to ask you about Donny van der Beek because can I shock you? And this is, this is going to get a load of stick in the comments, but I don't care. It's the truth. I don't have a massive opinion on Donny van der Beek. I know you've got him. You've got to think he's either the greatest player you've ever seen or you've got to hate him. And I don't either. I think my only thing is I haven't seen a lot of him. I've seen what I've seen. I've seen some good things. I've seen some games where I think he's underwhelmed a little bit. And I'm just sort of, the jury's still out for me. All I'll say is Sorry, but that's the truth. The people that are arguing for him aren't seeing him in training. Right. I think that's undeniable. Well, yeah, I think that's a fair comment. Three managers have chose not to select him. And the new one... Yeah. Has a, a, a formation that has four central midfielders, isn't it? So you think there's something in that? I, I'm going to say the people that are seeing him day to day in training, I don't think he's the best six, eight, or ten at the club. Right. And it, that's not necessarily by a million miles. Yeah. But he ain't the best six. He ain't the best Because this is the argument, isn't it? This is, if you want an easy Van der Beek argument, you'll go, well, he's better than, I would say, Fred Bulls. Fred seems to have become everyone's favourite. He's better than Tomalay. But then you go, okay. Is he better than McTominay in that role? Well, that's, that's it. Your question. Is he a better footballer? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Un- unequivocally better footballer. Yeah. Is he a better footballer than Wambasaka? Yes, but he's not a better right back. Yeah. Is yeah. he a better footballer than David Hay? Yeah, but he's not a better goalkeeper. Mm. Right? Here's one feeling. You just made me think something. Would you stick with the low with Wambasaka if you was picking that team? Right now, yeah. I mean, I'd really want to see Cavani and Ronaldo up front more than anything else yeah. in the whole world. Well, just on the right-back situation. Well, I was getting to that. Sorry. It's called storytelling. All oh, right, sorry. Just going around the houses to make yeah. a point. Go on then, carry on. I want to see Ronaldo and Cavani in the team. Right. Now, what are you doing when you play a full-back that's got a wicked cross? You, you've got an asset. Yeah. Ronaldo goes front post, Cavani goes Can we have a middle. single on Steve White tells his story? Ronaldo goes front post, Cavani goes middle. You've got the lot whipping them in from the right. You've got Tellers whipping them in from the left. Do you know what you're getting? Get goals, Jack. <laughs> you're getting goals. <laughs> All right. Well, I... the other option is you're going to get Wan Bissaka fall over his own feet and then just pass it back to someone in midfield. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like Aaron Wan Bissaka. There's, there's lots to like about him, but I do feel like he's stagnated and I'm being kind. And I feel like... I actually don't think he has stagnated. I think he's improved. I don't yeah. think he's improved quick enough, though. Right, okay. I think if you looked at the level of player he was when he first came and what he is now, it's not necessarily night and day different, but yeah. it's different. All right. I mean, his numbers yes, last season weren't as bad as people made out. He well, had a few goals I, and a few At assists. one point, he was like ahead of Trent, I think. Yeah, and he obviously didn't like... But yeah, his numbers for a right-back were decent. 
I think I think Joel points this out. It's not even necessarily just his crossing, because sometimes he crosses it. I think that's a good cross. It's his build-up play. It's that halfway line when you like you turn it's it from defence to attack. A natural. Yeah. I mean, if you know, if he came down and trained with us, we'd think he was as good as Brian Robson. But well, that's that, that's not the bar, though, is it? Come on. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's not. I want him to look like one of the best right backs in the league playing for Manchester United. Brian Robson is sixty-two. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> But you know, I just don't think he's a good footballer. Yeah. Like I just say, you know, don't even want to be, I think he's a good footballer. I think yeah. you give him the ball, he looks natural on the ball. Yeah. But is he doing the again, it goes back to what you're doing off the ball. Off the ball is so fucking important in yeah. the team game. And especially the the speed of the Premier League. The the amount of um tactical nature of the Premier League at the moment, it's fucking mental. Yeah. It like, is. And the speed of it's just unfathomable. I know. And I don't think if you're not athletic, you better be Unreal. Yeah. And can you think of a good unathletic player at the moment? Even like De Bruyne is not unathletic. No, he's not. He's just not jacked. Yeah. No, I don't think there is. The, the days of like, the, who's that kid that used to play for Sunderland? Is it Andy Reid? Andy Reid? Is it? Do you remember him? I don't even know the fucking right, name. Right, let me show. You're making like, names up. I'm sh- is it Andy Reid? Um, right, hang on a minute. I want uh, Steve Howell. Yeah. Get involved in the comments Warren if you know Martin. what I mean. Him. Do you remember him? Playing against them last week. <laughs> <laughs> Andy would get him the comments if you know him on about Andy Reid or you know for for people of an older age. Who was the kid that used to play for um, the Scousers? Oh, Jan Mulby. Jan Fank. I'm so glad you said that. Andy, and, and Razor Ruddock. Razor Ruddock. Yeah. So I mean units, right? Proper units. Yeah. Uh, you don't. They were doing out. units at yeah. all. <laughs> You don't tend to get out anymore. Um, James Marianne says, money aside, what's a Ten Hag United 11 look like? Um, while you think of that, Wasim Rashid, welcome to the Academy. Thanks for your I, support. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's gone a bit quiet on him. Possibly because there are, there is zero news. Possibly because everyone's just waiting and sitting on rinsing that news, like, I don't know, April, May kind of time. you got to let... Um, uh, like I said to you at the start... I actually think the top of top of Ralph Ragnick's shortlist is fucking Ralph Ragnick. Yeah, no, I think it is. I think there's I think it's gonna be a very awkward meeting at the end of this season. I don't think it'll be awkward. Yeah. Well I think it will be for the board because they'll have said to him, right, who are you gonna recommend and they're gonna go me. And they'll go, Yeah. Who else in the like, No one. Me. And they'll be like, uh, right, okay. Um Have you got any yeah. more on your shortlist? Yeah. You no. My assistant. Yeah, yeah. It's Christmas. me. Christmas. Yeah, that's it. Me, Christmas, and who's the other, other kid? Sancho, whatever. Sancho. Um, yeah, like, that's it. Who? Sasha. What's his name? The other kid. Sasha's a great Russian gangster name as well. <laughs> no, not. Help me out. Who's the guy? Sasha Lenz. Sasha Lenz. Thank you. That's who I was trying to think of. Um, Short Louis. Yeah, yeah Louis. Thanks for you. Thank, Short Louis telling me the right answer. Um, Daniel Kirk says, there is nothing in this Mason leaving story, is there? Stephen, put it, just put that one to bed. Come on. I won't ever rule anyone out from leaving, but right. to Arsenal. <laughs> That's just it's nonsense. That's just utter nonsense. Come on. Um Andrew Rowland says, yeah, Andy Reid played for Forest. He did. I had pictures of him from Sunderland, but he was he was a REIT unit. Um Dean Saunders back end of his career. He was Dean a forty four inch waist yeah. as well. And he, man, he was a striker, wasn't he? Yeah. And he fucking banked. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I've I, there's a I feel there's a Brian Clough story in this. Didn't he ask him about Weedy's Garden once? No, have you seen the Brian Clough story with Dean Saunders? No, go on, elaborate. Right, so Brian Clough... Do the Brian, voice. Yeah, I can't do it. You can, I'll do the voice. Go on, you Give do the words in, I don't know. So he says... Um, now then, young man. Now then, young man. 
Thanks right. for coming. Yeah. He invited him round to his house. He invited Dean Saunders round to his house. What's his wife called? It's not Barbara, is it? Might be Barbara. Is it Barbara? Barbara yeah. yeah. So he invited him round to his house. and um, Don't swear in front of Barbara. Yeah. So Dean Saunders has gone round to Brian Clough's house with his, um, with his agent. And he says, Brian Clough, he's obviously like a little bit, maybe had a share, but or two. Yeah. Well, maybe it was 9 a.m. Yeah. It was 9 a.m. <laughs> right. So it's a couple of whiskeys, Dave. Dean Saunders has said something like, you know, nice garden. So Brian Clough ran into his garden and ripped out one of his biggest plants <laughs> and brought that into the front room and gave it to Dean Saunders. And then he said, and then he said, you like Frank Sinatra? And Dean Saunders said, yeah, he's all right. So he's put Frank Sinatra on, like blasted that out. So then he said to, Brian Clough's got his assistant there, the guy that's brought Dean Saunders around. He's saying, we need to sign him. He likes Frank. <laughs> he likes my garden. Let's buy him. And Dean Saunders said he had other options. And, he, and then Brian Clough told him that if you play alongside our Nigel, you'll score 40 goals a season. <laughs> Dean Saunders is thinking, is that true? Really? <laughs> it's like, and then Dean Saunders, I think, got to the stage where he just wants to get out of Brian Clough's house. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll think about it. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he said at the time, Brian Clough's running around his front room with his shorts on, like putting on more Frank Sinatra songs, getting more things out of his garden, just ranting, basically. And Dean Saunders is like, yeah, uh, don't call me, I'll call you. And he's like, great, can't wait for you to start. And he went and signed for Derby County. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one as well. He's like, who's that? It's my agent. Tell him I wait outside. Yeah, that was it. I mean, I was say, what? <laughs> what's, what's he here for? It's a contract negotiation. I don't like agents. Tell him I go away. Oh, Brian Clough, man. You need to check out um, I Believe in Miracles on BT Sport, I think it is. And it's a story. We talked about this the week, weren't we? The story when they won back-to-back European Cups. Yeah. The only is- team that I know of, at least, that's got one top-flight title and two European Cups. Mad that, innit? Proper crazy. And uh, he was a manager. Oh, Brian Clough's a fucking... Here's the madness, right? Can you imagine Wrong. peak Mourinho? Because it's the only, yeah. thing, the only person I think comes close to him for just doing wild, mad shit. Is it yeah. Mark Crosley as well? Yeah, yeah. There's a Mark Crosley one. Where he, went, he had him playing non-league for yeah. his mate. Like, so it's yeah, like... On, you tell the story. I think Mark Crosley was... He'd either bought him for a load of cash or he was a youth player. I, I think he's a youth player come through. Just broke into the first team. And then he gets Brian Clough picking him up one Sunday morning. No, it was it was I think he was like late and he's like, listen, and then he called him shit house. Right. Okay. I think he called listen, shit house. <laughs> I think he was like he, uh, something like he was late for first team game. Yeah. Listen, shit house, you're not playing, but thank you for volunteering to play for um the dog and duck tomorrow. <laughs> what do you mean the dog and duck? It's our Mark's team. <laughs> so then he, he makes him go and play in like a Sunday league team. Yeah. But he ain't registered. So then he got fined 20 quid because that team played uh, an unregistered player and he took the money out of Mark Crosley's wage. <laughs> oh, he was like, oh, that was it. No, he, was, he's, um, he didn't say, he says that in the morning. So he's like, he's like first team thing. He's like, you're not playing. Um, come around to my house at nine o'clock in the morning. He goes, and he's like, bring your gloves. <laughs> He comes around at nine in the morning and he's like, Aya, thank you for coming and thank you for volunteering to play for our Marks team. He's like, who's our Marks team? Like, Division 5, Nottingham Sunday League. <laughs> You're starting. <laughs> talking about the European Cup final where he had Peter Shilton training on a, a traffic island before the game. He's like, done some... Like I, think he got on, I think he got on beer the night before. He, but beer, mate, he took him up from Yorker for a week. That was his training. <laughs> he literally took the entire squad before the European Cup final for a week-long holiday in Mallorca because he said they needed to relax and get the game out of their head. Did we win it, Justin? Yeah, <laughs> Yes, we did. <laughs> so anyway, Pete Mourinho, 2005, cool. right? Yeah. So imagine Pete Mourinho, he's in press conferences, doing mad shit, his team's winning everything, 
And then imagine he's on like Graham Norton. <laughs> because that's what fucking Clough used to do. He just appear, like he took over Leeds. So try and wrap your head around this one. So um Him taking over Leeds is like that like Fergie going to Liverpool. Yeah. It or is, gigs or something. Yeah, it is. It's or Gary Neville managing Liverpool. Yeah. It is. It's like that. He basically spent his entire punditry career, which had been like every week, slagging off leads, calling them dirty, saying they were horrible, saying they didn't deserve the title they'd won. And then took the job. Yeah, then took the job. <laughs> so the Leeds manager, Don Revy, has gone and took yeah. over England. He likes a backhander, didn't he? Allegedly. Allegedly. He's dead now. Yeah. You can't slander the dead. Okay. Um, Fine. He likes a backhander, though. <laughs> <laughs> so Don Revy's took over England. Yeah. Um, and Brian Clough has gone and took over Dirty Leeds, right? Yep. Dirty, dirty Leeds. And then them two are on Graham Norton together arguing. Can you, like, I can't, like, we missed out on some gold. Yeah. Because that, this just doesn't happen anymore. No. Imagine that. So Gary Neville took over fucking Liverpool. And him and, and Klopp, him and Klopp are sat on the Graham Norton together yeah. arguing and, like, slagging each other off live on telly. It was like, it's brilliant. It's like, yeah, that. you might have won the league with them. Yeah. But you cheated. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've just been sat. You lasted 44 days, whatever it was. You need to go and check it out. There's an interview. You can see it on YouTube. The there. Damn United's yeah. a great film it as well. It is as well, because like, I love it where he said his first training session, he tells him to throw all the, the medals in the bin. Right, you lot. <laughs> Take all your medals and all your cups and all your pots and all your pans and throw them into the biggest dustbin you can find. As far as I'm concerned, you haven't won one of them. <laughs> all right? And you, Mr. Billy Bremner. <laughs> It's like, it's just, honestly, it's just I remember once I used to have this annual, like a shoot annual, and it had an interview with Neil Webb when he was at Forest. And uh, Neil Webb was an England international, like top mid for wind, up buying him, obviously. And he said that one one game, Mark Cross, I think it was, whoever, got injured. So he said, I went in goal, like during the game, because we didn't have a, a sub keeper. He said, I thought I did okay, but I conceded two goals. And he said, a week later for our next game, and he said he was one of the main players for Forest. He was dropped from the squad. And like, and Brian Clough was asked like, why have you dropped Neil Webb? And he just said, he said his, his reply was, he can't even play midfield, let alone goal. Because he was angry with him for conceding those goals. So he dropped him. You know, um, Gary Bowie, that's at Salford City. Isn't it? Oh, First yeah. So he's a family friend. Oh, is he? Yeah. I love him, Gary Bowie. He's, he's just, he used to be a Blackburn top man. He's um, he's doing all right, I think, with Salford. Not amazing. Yeah. So he's probably going to get a bullet because Genev loves a firing done. He's almost like Abramovich with it. Yeah. Um, but he's doing all right at Salford. Um, and obviously, he came through under Clough, played for Clough. And I, I, I keep missing him at, like, do's and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to chew his fucking oh, ear off one got day. Him. Got him. And when, when he's not doing his stuff at Salford, we'll get him on here. Because, like, I know he's United, but we don't care. He's going to have he's gonna have loads of... You know, yeah. Come here, Gary. Yeah. Like, just so many... I don't think there's anyone who's played under him that ain't got 44 stories. Yeah. Like, um, I did Viv Anderson. Oh, um, yeah. Viv yeah. Anderson's a great one. Well. I think he'd come on here, actually, Viv, because he'd be brilliant. And obviously, won a European Cup under Clough. First black player to ever play for England. Yeah. Seminole. Um, first, first Fergie signing. Yep. Loads of... I mean, Viv Anderson's unknown, considering the things he, yeah. he achieved. It's, it's, it's true. I love that about you and the warm down line when you had our game and people like that on. Yeah, let's get him on, man. That'd be, and he's very articulate, very knowledgeable, good, you know, good, good guy. He's like... I, I, well, I, went, I, did, I chatted to him and then we had a, went and had a brew afterwards and that because uh, he's only in Hale. So we went, went for a coffee. And then after we'd gone for a coffee, he's like, right, i got to go. We're meeting Roy Keane. And I was like, what? Oh. Oh. And I was like, hang on, like, how the fuck have you ended up mates with Roy Keane? Like, you, okay, you both played for United and Forest. But not at the same time. Yeah. And Even like, remote. Is this a, we both played under Clough and Fergie badge. There can't be many that have done that. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. How many? Not, not many at all. Like, 
Peter Davenport. Not a lot, is Neil Webb? Yeah, not, not a lot. No, because we there wasn't half a dozen tops. I'm saying excuse, there wasn't a lot of players that went from Forest to, to United, like because no. it usually didn't work out. Like Gary Bills, well, he's one. But no, no, random, Gary Bills has gone. There's a random thing. Scottish player that Fergie managed at the World Cup. Ah, yes, very clever. Do you know what I mean? JT says, do you lot think a manager with absolutely no ties to Donny at all would say that and bench him after he's openly said anyone is free to go? Who's he talking about there, Justin? Um, Donny van der Beek. No, who's he talking? What manager said what? Oh, who's, right. Who's free to go? Um, I don't know. Let me find that again because that's a bit confused. Um, do you really think a manager with absolutely no ties to Donny at all would say that? Say, say what? After he's open said to anyone he's free to go. I'm not sure. I mean, I, listen, I think anyone's sort of got a chance if they want it. I think they have to show they want it. Andy Marshall's obviously made it clear he doesn't want that chance. He's he's ready to go. He's had enough. You can, you know, debate whether you think he should fight for his place. I think any player should fight for his place. He may feel he's already fought for his place. I disagree, but he may feel that. He may feel like I've already been here with Sanchez and everyone else and shown that I'm what I'm about. And also, he's, at, he's now 25. This is going to be his Big, big move in it. It's probably his last big move where he's going to get a big wedge if he cares about that sort of thing. Um, Abinav Verma, sorry, he says I missed his super chat. Let me find it, bro. Um, Abinav Verma says, imagine Tenar comes in and boots Donny off first chance he gets. <laughs> How funny would that be? <laughs> don't you think, though, it's mad the amount we talk about Donny Van der Beek? I don't mean me and you, but I mean, like, in general. Yeah. Because he is, like, one of the most spoken about players. It's him with Tony Marshall. It's player yeah. FC. That's the problem. Yeah, it does feel a little bit, a little bit like that, doesn't it? Um, right. Tell us about your game tomorrow. Go on. I think, by all accounts, it's three o'clock. I'll put it on socials in a bit, um, but the players are going fucking mental. Um, it's literally a title decider. It's us and them going for top for the table. I think if we lose, I think if we lose, the, that really puts the ball in their court for it. They've got, a, I think they've got nine left to play to our six. Oh, oh your favourites then, aren't you? Yeah, but it's. With we're eight clear, yeah, that'd make it five clear, wouldn't it? Yeah, with them having three games in hand, so that's not um, favourites. That point, Steve, we need them to drop points, Justin. Need them to drop points. Um, Steve Fletcher says Mickey Ginn at Coventry City in the Prem was the most unathletic player I've seen. There was loads of unathletic players back in the day, weren't there? You've named in the eighties. What? Oh, well, in the eight, early Prem and in yeah. the 80s. Jesus, yeah, it was almost honestly, a badge of honour. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've been having, I think I've read out both his super chats, bro. But, um, oh, yeah, I go. It's, sorry, Steve Fletcher as well. He's been an academy um, member for 10 months. Says, got a back Jay on that. Can is a player that can turn a good team into a title contender? Wish we got him instead of Matic back into there. Uh, Jack Wilson says, pick one player to sign in January and one sign in summer. Go on quickly. It's on the spot there, Justin. Yes. Um, I think you're going to have to sign some sort of forward that's going to put you in the, the right sort of mood. Ah, yeah. A, a good shout. Six. Andrew Rollinson's probably picked the, other than Keno, the best one. For someone who played for Fergie and Clough. Absolute legend. Proper legend. Like, top tier United legend. That makes me think it's not. <laughs> no, it is. It really is. This is what I mean. It's like, while you forget and you think, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, this guy, when I say top tier United legend, I mean it. I mean, he, he meets all the criteria you'd want for being a United legend. And I'll... I'll <laughs> right. This makes me think you're chatting shit. I'm not, right? I am not chatting. 
and I'll give you a clue. Like, this is a difficult clue, though, that I'm going to give you. But Brian Clough would have called him probably Edward. And that's difficult. Oh, I know who it is. It's that shithouse Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, well done, good lad. <laughs> it was man I forgot about him, yeah. Like, not I forgot about him, but obviously forgot he played at Forest yeah. for like, yeah. Yeah, because he only did a year there, didn't he? Yeah, he then, did. Because I think Premier League era, Teddy Sheringham was a Tottenham player. Yeah, no, you didn't, because he played, he literally played one game in the Premier League for Forest and then went to Spurs like a week later, scored against the Scousers and full enough when we had Daniel... Wasn't that the first weekend of the yeah, Premier League? Yeah, and I watched it the night before we had Daniel Taylor was on air. And, um, Great goal, Edward. Yes, now you're off to Spurs, are you? Okay. <laughs> um, and Daniel Taylor's on air. He's a Forest fan, he, Daniel Taylor. And I said to him, I was just watching the first Premier League game last night, and he's like, I was behind the goal for showing him his goal, because he's only a kid. Uh, Chris Jones says, if Cavani and Marshall go, it will free up space for either Vlahovic or Haaland. Are we getting it early in Haaland? I don't think so. No? Is that your agent? What's he called? Mino. Mino, sit outside, please. Nah, I don't I don't think it's happening either. But you never know. Strange things have happened. Um, right. Gonna wrap up there. You know where to find him. Go and check out what he's doing on Paddock FC. What are you doing anything real uh, in the future? No. When's he on here? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, you know where to find me as well. Don't forget as well to check out the 12 Days of Paddock where you can win a host of prizes, including a PlayStation 5. We've also got some extra content for members. Uh, go and check that out as well. Uh, that's been Steve. I've been Jay. This has been The Brew. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.